You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 74. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am glad to be back today. I'm Wally Carmichael, your host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. This is the community, amongst many other things, where we are bringing family back together one man at a time. We are starting with you, and I'm glad you're here. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know that we are a a once-a-week podcast, and every once in a while I throw in a bonus episode. And even with the bonus episode, if you just cannot get enough of Men of Abundance, I want to invite you to our private Facebook group where we have conversations about these conversations, these episodes, and we have side conversations about what's going on in our lives. Some of us are doing great. Some of us are not doing so great. And it's all about where you're at in your life right now. It is my strong belief that men must stick together. We must learn from each other. We must learn from each other's actions and each other's past, both good and bad. I know it sounds all touchy-feely and stuff like that, but we just got to get over that crap. The fact is, reaching out for help is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. We need to get over that, men. I'm very passionate about this because I personally have lost too many very good friends to suicide Or they just went off the deep end, and it could have been prevented. You know, a certain level of pride is a good thing. But when that pride is being destructive to yourself and to your family, then it's not a good thing. You need to swallow that shit. Get rid of the pride and get in a group, whether it's with the Men of Abundance community or the upcoming Men of Abundance Society that's going to be housed at menofabundance.com, or just give me a call. Call somebody, get into a group of men, find somebody that you can talk to and that you can have these conversations with other men who actually give a shit about what you've got going on in your life right now today. And either they can help you or if they're smart enough, if they know that they can't help you because they don't fully understand the situation or how to properly guide you, at least they'll be able to point you in the right direction. They'll be able to connect you with somebody else or a group of men who can help you through whatever it is that you're going through right now. So to get access to our Men of Abundance community, go to menofabundance.com. At the top of the page, you're going to see a link that says Members Only. Click on that. That'll take you to get you access to the Men of Abundance community Facebook page and the upcoming Men of Abundance Society that, like I said, is going to be housed not on Facebook. It's going to be housed at menofabundance.com. So it's going to be much more secure. And that way we are going to be be able to have these conversations that men should be having. Now today's featured guest is Cameron Harold. We are going to be talking about the importance of raising your children to be entrepreneurs. And we get into a conversation about the disservice to our former convicts and why it's important to integrate them back into society, build them back up, and give them the jobs that they are qualified for. Of course, I'd love to hear your thoughts about that as well. And you can do that either by commenting down below in the podcast at menofabundance.com forward slash 074, or go to our Facebook group and make your comment there. So our featured guest today is Cameron Harold. He is known around the world as the business growth guru. 
He is the mastermind behind hundreds of companies' exponential growth. Cameron has built a dynamic consultancy. His current clients include a big four wireless carrier and a monarchy. Cameron was an entrepreneur from day one. At age 21, he had 14 employees. By the age of 35, he helped build his first two $100 million companies. By the age of 42, Cameron engineered 1-800-GUT-JUNKS, spectacular growth from $2 million to $106 million in revenue and 3,100 employees. And he did this in just six years. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Cameron Harold. Cameron, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing today? Good, Wallace. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. Where are you at in the world? Scottsdale, Arizona. Is that right? I'm, you know, uh, uh, we didn't have this conversation before when we first were talking, but I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, and stayed there till I was 20. There you go. Yeah, I'm really close to Camelback. I'm in an area called Arcadia. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've lived all over East Side. I never did get out, live out in Scottsdale or anything, but most of mine was Southwest. I graduated from Carl Hayden High School, so I was kind of down in the uh, in the rough part of town, let's say. All good. It's a good area for sure. It is. I like it. So, Cameron, I like to start out the show just about how I start out pretty much every single morning, which is with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? My wife and children and my health. Um, I I was telling a client that I just got off the phone with about five minutes ago. um, I said, you know, I feel like I'm married out of my zip code. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm really happy. I have a beautiful wife. She's super fun. She's friendly. She's got great connect, you know great friends and, and she's a really wonderful mother and a, a great friend and lover to me so just really happy that I get to wake up with somebody that I'm really happily in love with. Uh, you know I've never heard that term before married outside my zip code but I would uh, I completely resonate with that. I, I had a, a friend of mine mention it to me one day and the first time he said it I took offense to it and now I actually see it as a bit of a compliment. <laughs> well it is to our wives anyway and, uh, and it, it's good for us it's certainly good for me without a doubt. So Cameron, before we got started here, I talked a little bit about you and a little bit about what we talked about here, but here on Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the person behind the abundance. And you've done a lot of amazing things, which we're going to get into, but right now I'd like to get a little bit personal and uh, hear it from you. Sure. So I was I was groomed as an entrepreneur. I grew up in northern Canada in a small town and I uh, was groomed to be an entrepreneur from a very young age. I was shown that if I could control my time that I would be much wealthier than you know someone who just had a job and, and wealthy in terms of you know time in terms of, of time for relationships and time for myself and times for my friends and family and um, so really at a very very early age my father was grooming me to think and, and act and be more like an entrepreneur um, I got a lot of my formal business training at a group called College Pro Painters where I was a, a franchisee for them back in the 80s and early 90s and um, was very successful as an entrepreneur, went off and built a couple of other companies and then joined a very early stage company uh, in October of 2000 called 1-800-GOT-JUNK and I joined as their chief operating officer and I joined, I was the 14th employee in the head office and when I left six and a half years later we had 3,100 employees system wide um, and I, I really engineered and, and grew that whole brand outside of, I didn't run IT and finance but I ran every other facet of the company. And then 10 years ago, started coaching and mentoring entrepreneurs and CEOs around the world. Um, I've since written three books. I've written the book Double Double, another one called Meetings Suck, and then a third called The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. So that's really who I am. I, I work behind the scenes coaching 
high growth organizations and CEOs all over the world and um, try to hang out with my family and friends as much as I can. I really dig your upbringing because I would consider myself as having an entrepreneurial mindset in the wrong environment when I was growing up. And I really do wish that I had that nurturing and entrepreneur background as far as my family was concerned because my dad kind of did. He was more of a freelancer, I guess you would say, in the flooring industry. Basically, what I mean by that is he was out of work a lot, so he was doing everything he could to make ends meet. And it was an entrepreneurial mindset. You know, he had his business cards and stuff like that, but he did not know what he was doing at all. And there was no mentorship for him, thus there was no mentorship for myself. And I just knew that I wanted that I had the mindset for it to have the entrepreneurial mindset, and uh, now I'm just trying to, you know, actually raise my boys to be that way, and 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 that's why I love having these conversations with guys like you, and introducing my boys to this same concept of what it means to be an entrepreneur and how much work it takes and just a different mindset. So I really appreciate that background. And one eight hundred got junk. Ever since I first learned of that company. I thought, what an amazing concept and what an amazing idea. And there's so many other really cool ideas for, for such businesses out there. I know of a group of military guys that are veterans that are that have a similar uh, business, but they just hire specifically um, veterans uh, into, the, into the organization. So I've been communicating with them a little bit too, but I just find that so fascinating that you were doing that. Well, there's, there was nothing special about it either. There were 17,000 independent junk haulers when, when Brian started that company up. Um, you know, it wasn't a unique idea. He just decided to put a, a really good marketing brand on it and drive, you know, drive hard behind what we knew was important, like culture and PR. But at the end of the day, there was, it wasn't like he invented a new product or a new service that no one had thought of before. And I think that's important for anyone listening to realize that in a lot of ways, there's, there's nothing new. You just have to go out and, and you got to go out and hustle. You've got to take care of your customer. A lot of the God and grandmother rules are how I've built all my companies. And it's just remembering that the basic, the basic rules of um, you know, what your God and grandmother would tell you to do are the ways you're going to grow a company. There's really nothing that special. And then I have friends who have spent you know, nine, ten years in federal prison. And um, I know a couple of guys who have spent at least that time in federal prison, and they're out now, and they're out because they decided to turn their lives around, and they turn to a lot of material that is really readily available in every library. You know, one of the, one of the guys was in prison for, for uh, I think it was 18 years. Um, at the time of his arrest, he was the largest drug dealer in U.S. history, and he read 330 books while he was in prison. Um, you know, he, he now buys books for prisoners. The three books that he buys every prisoner are Think and Grow Rich, As a Man Thinketh, and The Richest Man in Babylon. You know, those books are available for anybody to go read in their library, or you can get them on Amazon for probably $15 a book. So a lot of the information on how to be successful is there, but it just requires people to maybe stop watching a little bit of reality TV or stop watching the next, you know, sports event on television maybe turn off the TV and read a little bit and decide to put some effort behind what you're doing. And, um, you know, success is right around the corner. Cameron, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I, too, have friends that are still in prison, some that have since gotten out and have a hard time getting a job because of their um, background and being, you know, a convict and, and having that on their record. And 
I have these conversations with many of them and I'm like, look, why don't you, there's so much information out there, You exactly what you just said. And I just want to reiterate to, to the listeners, I'm going to be sharing this with so many guys that are in that category because they can do so much better for themselves by doing something for themselves and nobody else ever has to know what their background is. You know, I, I'm a Canadian and I'm pretty angry at what I've now learned about the U.S. federal prison system and, and the way that we almost bias against former convicts. Mm -hmm. And I would like to challenge anyone who's listening that owns a company or starts a company, I'd like to formally challenge you to go and hire an ex-convict sometime in the next 30 to 90 days. Because if they're out of jail, they should be treated as free people and we should not give them any kind of a black mark based on their past. I think that we should keep them in jail until they're allowed to be free and when they're free they should be allowed to be free. And I think it's a huge, huge, huge problem that we're doing police background checks on people who are out of jail. I don't think it has any relevance whatsoever. If they're out of jail, they should be treated as free people. And I think you'd find that if you hired a couple people, they'd be very, very grateful to work for you. Um, you know, I would still bias against the complete crazy, you know, mass murderer, child rapists. But for the most part, the guys coming out of jail aren't those guys. And I think you could probably find yourself some very, very good, loyal people if we would actually turn our backs against what society is saying I completely 100% agree so at this point you know I know because of everything that you've done and we've we've talked about that any man and any woman anybody who is progressing in life there are often many more kick in the gut moments than those who are really just sitting on their laurels and you know letting life pass them by so I would love to hear either entrepreneurial or personal one of those kick in the gut moments that really you know just felt like just that just a kick in the gut moment that took you down well one that comes to mind really quickly was um, back around 2006 we were really rapidly growing 1-800-GOT-JUNK you know we just ranked as the number two company in all of Canada to work for a couple of years before we were on Oprah you know we we're really at the pinnacle of our growth and um, we thought we were doing really really well you know, we spent a whole bunch of money on an office move and an office renovation and bonuses and taxes. Spent about four and a half million dollars of our cash. And then we realized we needed to get some cash flow for the next couple months. So we went to a bank to get a loan. And the bank said, oh, well, you know, we can't loan you. You don't have any cash. And we said, yeah, but we just spent four and a half million dollars on an office move and a renovation and taxes and bonuses. And they said, well, you shouldn't have. You should have come to us when you had that money in the bank and we would have loaned it to you. And we really didn't know how to run our company in terms of leveraging the balance sheet and leveraging financial statements. And we realized at that point that we had not been listening to our head of finance. Our VP of finance had been telling us to slow down and, and expand a little bit more cautiously and not open as many corporate locations. And we just kept saying, oh yeah, yeah, we're fine, we're fine. And he was so quiet that we never really listened to us. And the big kick in the gut was, you know, why would we ever have somebody in such a senior role if we weren't listen, willing to listen to them? Or why would we have them in such a senior role if we weren't willing to give them a voice? And it wasn't his fault that he didn't speak up. It was our fault that we didn't listen. Right. Yeah, that's a very good point. So how did you guys manage to pivot away from that and turn that around? I think part of it was just when we came to that realization, we knew we had to turn. We knew that we actually had to start, you know, bringing these people in. We also knew that we... Um, really were making mistakes so it, it just became part of our systems we decided that we could actually start getting people to give us their ideas by writing their ideas down on post-it notes and we would get everyone to write down three ideas 
per post-it note or one idea per post-it note up to three and then to read their ideas out and we get the quieter more introspective people to speak first and the most senior people uh, to speak last and that was just a, a new system that we put in place I actually cover that in my second book meeting suck in pretty good detail as well you know, Kevin, one of the first times that, well, actually the first time that I was introduced to you and then I decided to go out and look for you was I listen to a lot of TED Talks. Uh, I watch them on YouTube, but mostly I'm listening on the podcast and I'm usually searching for the type of TED Talks I like to listen to or anything related to education and especially education as it pertains to children, to kids, as I'm raising my own boys. And your TED Talk uh let's raise kids to be entrepreneurs just (laughs) first off the title just stood out to me like nothing other and then when I heard the talk it was spot on with my mindset and that's why I looked you up on social media and started communicating with you and really learned much more about what you're doing which completely blew my mind can you share a little bit about how you came up with that as far as the TED talk to raise kids as entrepreneurs Sure. Um, it's actually it's an interesting story. I hired a guy back in 2003 to come on board at 1-800-GOT-JUNK to redo some of our marketing and branding. Um, his name is Simon Sinek. Mm. And a lot of our listeners will know the name Simon Sinek. I think yes. he's the number three TED Talk of all time. But this was way before anyone had ever heard of Simon or I. Um, we, ha- we brought Simon out to Vancouver and um, he, he came and spoke at one of our conferences. He and his partner owned a very small advertising agency and Simon had read about me in Fortune magazine um, so you know five years later four, yeah, about five years later Simon and I were both asked to do TEDx talks and we were talking to each other about what we were going to speak about and um, I was trying to come up with some ideas of what I could cover and Simon said just speak about something that you're really passionate about that you've never spoken about before speak about something that is burning inside of you that you wish people would change and I remember just feeling in the school system that I was told by the teachers that I was stupid and I was told by the teachers that I wasn't paying attention and I remember thinking back going you know what I was bored I wasn't having a whole lot of fun I wasn't that engaged and I remember knowing for sure that I wasn't stupid but when every test I got back told me I was stupid it really beat me up and I looked back at that and thought you know what maybe I wasn't meant to be in that system maybe I was more of an entrepreneur and less of a normal student and I just recognized some of the biases against us. So I crafted my TED Talk around that, and, you know, the rest is kind of history. Yeah, and, it, man, if you have not listened to that or heard that TED Talk that I'm talking about, I will have it posted in the show notes at menofabundance.com, and you just search Cameron, and uh, you're definitely going to want to go listen to that. It's most definitely worth listening to. You're going to get so much out of it, and you're going to want more for sure. So, um I'm going to be sharing all that in the show notes. So based on on that, where did that take you? And I know you, recently you were talking about on social media, you're, you're asking, you know, what would be a good idea to uh, talk about for the next TED Talk? Have you thought about that yet? Yeah, I, I do. And I'm not allowed to talk about where I'm doing it and um, what the content is, but it's going to be one of two theme areas. Um, I was actually on the phone today with someone from the TED organization and, and kind of scoping out the content and what it's going to be covering. So they're going to select from one of two areas. Um, one of the areas I cover in pretty good detail in my book, The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. Um, the other one I cover in fairly good detail in my, my book, uh, Double Double. So um, the content is there, it's roughed out, but I can't tell you exactly what the talk's going to be and I'm not allowed to say where I'm doing the presentation. 
Got but, it. That makes sense, and I respect that. So, your second two books, I have heard about, and I've read parts of them. I, I really want to get into it's. They're they're both on my list. I've got so many books to read. Got to be honest with you there. I've read The Miracle Morning. Great, great book. But Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. Now you're niching down a little bit more. And uh, I really want to get into that one. But the one I don't know much about is Double Double. What is that? What is the premise of that book? Yeah, so Double Double is my first book that I wrote. It came out about six years ago. And it's how to double your revenue and profit in three years or less. And the entire focus of that book is really the easy to implement systems that will truly allow any company to scale and to grow rapidly. Um, so I kind of give out the cheat sheets that we used, not only to grow 1-800-GOT-JUNK, but also to grow you know, just a number of companies that I've coached and mentored around the world in the last nine years. Very interesting. I definitely want to check that out. So, Cameron, at this point, we are going to pay it forward to our Abundant Leaders. You ready to do that? For sure. Cool. So give our Abundant Leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today as it pertains to living a life of abundance. Um, the first one is living a life of gratitude. That you know, if you want to live in a life of abundance, you've got to wake up every day being happy and feeling grateful for something. So, you know, one of the the tools that I use is the um, the five minute journal and just waking up every day and and just kind of following the very simple systems and tips in the five minute journal. Um, so that's one. Secondly, is to just focus on the critical few things versus the important many. You know, I think far often we end up just being working on busy work you know we're working on email we're working on projects and tasks but we don't sit down and say where am i going what are the core projects or tasks that are going to get me there and um you know how do i really ensure that i move that stuff forward and just so working on those critical few things you know right in front of me i have a whiteboard the whiteboard has got two huge areas that i'm mind mapping on that i sit and think about all the time and then on the top left-hand corner, I've got my top 10 goals for the year, and I'm just kind of crossing them off as I start getting them to completion. One is already complete. Um, one is nearing completion right now. I could probably cross it off today. And the third one, I, I'm sure I could probably have passed off to a writer by the end of the next week. So, you know, here I am in the, in the early parts of month two, and I'm already at, you know, three of my 10 nearing completion. So it's just working on those critical few things versus the important many. And then the last is to not take any of this so seriously. You know, at the end of the day, none of us are getting out of this alive. You know, this is just what we do to make money. This is just what we do to have fun. I think we need to have a little bit of fun along the way and laugh a little bit because this is just what we do to make cash. Isn't that the truth? And I've heard you say that so many times. None of us are getting out of this alive. And absolutely, it's absolutely true. And by that, that should just set your whole mind free is have fun. So what daily habits make the biggest impact in your life? Well, one for sure is the, um, I use an app called Commit to Three, and that's one that's been really powerful for me, is just setting down every day and coming up with the top three things I need to do business-wise, and I commit those to a friend of mine, Joe Polish. He commits his daily top three to me, and I commit my daily top three to him. And then a second thing that I do is I commit my daily top three personal goals to a friend of mine, Gordy Buffett, and Gordy sends his top three business goals with me. Um, so that app, Commit to Three, really forces me to stay focused and focus on the critical few things. Um, another success habit I have would just be to, I shut it down at five o'clock. Like I'm, when, when you and I are done our call, I'm done. I'm packing it up, I'm done for the day. The reality is I will never get the rest of my list done anyway. So this whole idea of trying to, to catch up and keep doing more and catch up, it'll never get done. So um, it's just it's just sitting down and 
you know, realizing that I'm working hard, I've put in a good solid day, but to shut it down at some point and then reconnect. So that app that you use, I love that. And I've heard you talk about that before as well. One, I want to point out to our abundant leaders is one, you've got two, basically what I've referred to as accountability partners, somebody who's going to help you be accountable, one to your three business goals, and then the other to your three personal goals. But does that app, how does that app work? Is it communicate between the three of you? It does. So the first person to set their goals in the morning, it pings the other person and it lets them know that their goals are done. So when I set my goals for the day, Joe Polish gets a notification that I've completed mine and then he ends up setting his and it kind of guilts me. So each of the people setting their goals, it kind of guilts the other person. I love it. No, that's really cool and very powerful. How long have you been using that? I've been using it for 11 months now. Yeah, I'm going to definitely look into that. And I'll have the link to that in the uh, show notes as well, just in case any of you want to go check that out. And I'd recommend that you do. I think it costs, it costs like three bucks. You know, like it's not, this isn't an expensive tool. And this is something that you can literally do any single day. And it doesn't require any, you know, special technology or any, you know, special education. Right. And you could use it for just about anything for any, any period of time. It's, it's just waking up in the morning and saying, what are the three things I need to get done today? And then making that commitment so you get those three things done. The rest of the stuff will take care of itself later. Yeah, and one other thing I want to point out about that is it's just three things. It's not 10, it's not 20, so you're not overwhelmed by it. It's just three things that you need to get done. Now, they might be three big things uh, with some you know subtasks or whatever I'd, I'd refer to, but it, it's just three exactly cool so other than other than your three books double double the miracle morning and the meeting suck i love that one uh, i just i was actually just talking about that book today because i was sitting in three different meetings today so <laughs> me and a co-worker was talking about uh-huh. meeting suck you need to pick up that book and so do these people that keep calling these darn meetings so uh, other than those three books what book would you recommend to our abundant leaders and why I'd recommend that all of our leaders read a book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. And it really just hones in on understanding what your core purpose is. And I think it'll really, really impact people, whether they're in a job right now thinking of starting their own business or whether they're doing something on the side while they're running, you know, doing their job or whether they're actually actively engaged running a company. It will really help you focus and, and really understand what, what it is that motivates you, what it is that satisfies you. Um, you know, I love helping entrepreneurs make their dreams happen. It's what I've always really gotten off on. I've really enjoyed doing it. So for me, doing what I do doesn't feel like work. So I would read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, and then also watch his TED Talk. Um, his TED Talk, Start With Why, will just really move people. Yeah, absolutely correct. And I, I love his, his delivery and the information he shares. Also, his book, Leaders Eat Last is a great book as well, which I resonate very closely to since I spent 25 years in the military. A lot of my listeners would certainly resonate with that as well. Yeah, he's been big in that space for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. So i got really two more questions for you, and that is, what do you feel that holds most people back from living their life of abundance? Probably it's the, the, the area of, of um, either focus or vision. So the focus part is people wake up every day and they just go through the day you know they don't live with intention they don't think about where they're going they don't think about their goals they don't have a vision for their life they don't hang out with with smart fun people they just wake up every day going through the motions and that sucks and you know no one is going to hand you success no one is going to hand you happiness no one is going to hand you health it's all there you just got to get up and do something about it no one is 
forcing you to go to McDonald's, you can easily walk into a grocery store and buy an apple as you can walk in and buy a Big Mac. But people are lazy and people inherently decide not to make choices and, and they'll complain and be bitter. So what's what's holding people back is often themselves. And unfortunately, they just need to look in the mirror and recognize that they're the ones who are gonna have to make that choice because there's so many examples of people that have struggled and come from the wrong side of the tracks and come from poor families that have been very successful, but no one handed it to them, it was a choice. So that's the first part. The second part is that really all of the information more than ever is at your fingertips. You can literally look up anything on Google. There's computers at the library for free if you don't have one, but you can get out and look up the information. It's at your fingertips and you can learn from the best. It's all there. The key is to learn it and put it in place. In the old days, you had to be the smartest person in the room. You had to be the one to memorize everything, but now everything is available. Yeah, absolutely correct. The biggest missing part, as you were just say, stating, is the action part. We're not, there's no lack of information. Exactly. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you? For me, it's waking up every morning and realizing that I'm already there. I'm already successful, that anything else I achieve or do from this point forward is simply bonus time. It's like I'm already in bonus time, and I actually feel like that every day. Man, that answer just put a huge smile on my face because that is exactly the realization that I made of myself just a couple years ago and why I decided to start having this conversation about living a life of abundance. That's awesome. No, I, I remember my grandfather, when I was two years old, my grandfather passed away and he said, with a name like Cameron Gardner Harold, he's going to be something someday. And I used to feel like I had to strive towards it. And then recently I thought, you know what, I'm already there. Mm -hmm. There's nothing for me to strive towards. I'm already there. I'm already successful. Um, I've already made it. So everything else I do from this point forward is, is merely a bonus. Yeah. And once again, I have to give credit to my wife on that because she had told me that for years when I was chasing after all those shiny things. And I just it was in a different mind, mindset. She's been living this abundant mindset forever. And it finally just hit me upside the head. So I know many guys out there don't feel that way. And that's why I'm out here to uh, share people like you to... Get people to get into the abundant mindset as opposed to that scarcity mindset or that I'm never going to be happy mindset unless I have this, this, or do this, or whatever. So I'm, I'm just so happy that you said that. Yeah, this, this stuff never makes you happy. It's waking up in the morning and being happy that makes you happy. <laughs> Absolutely agreed. Well put. So I truly appreciate your time. And uh, before we close this up, I'd love for you to leave us with a parting piece of guidance in any way that we can get in touch with you. Sure. Uh, let's see. I guess a parting piece of guidance would be that you don't have to be the one to figure it all out. That If you surround yourself with five smart people, five driven people, you know, the data says that the money that you earn is the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So when you raise your, your peer group, you're going to raise your wealth. When you, If you think about your fitness the same way, the fitness level that you're at is the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if all of your buddies are the ones sitting in a bar drinking and smoking and eating you know, um, pizza and they're not very healthy, well, guess what? That's right where you are. But if, if all of your friends are the runners and the athletes and the marathoners and the people that are hiking, stuff that costs no money, um, guess what? You're going to be in that space. So you really just have to start surrounding yourself with people that are driving in the direction that you're going in. Wonderful. And how can we get more of you other than uh, CameronHerald.com? 
Yeah, well, my all three of my books, uh, Double Double, Meeting Suck, and The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs, they're all available on iTunes and Audible. Um, my videos of my speaking events can all be downloaded and watched at CameronHerald.com, and then my blog as well that people can subscribe to and read. Perfect. Yeah, great information. I go there myself. I love reading your stuff. I'm on your email list. I love getting all your information. I uh, just like staying connected with the, what you have going on, and I will make sure that we get all of that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. And Cameron, I appreciate your time. Uh, have an amazing day. Thanks, Wallace. You too. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Take care. Appreciate it. All right, men of abundance, that's all I have for you today. I hope you got a lot out of that conversation as I did. And a couple of the takeaways is one, of course, you know, it's your responsibility to raise your kids, but it's also your responsibility to educate them. And rather you're doing that directly or indirectly, they are learning from you. So be the example that you want your kids to be. It's really that simple. And by doing so, you're going to improve your own life by showing them how to live an abundant lifestyle, how to give, how to save, how to learn, how to read, what to read, all of this stuff, what to watch on TV, what not to watch on TV, how to treat women, all of this stuff. They're watching you do that. They're watching you every single day. The other thing that I got out of this is listen. People make mistakes. Many of you have made mistakes. I've certainly made several mistakes. We've all made decisions that have affected other people. And some people have paid the price. Some people have gone to jail. Some people have gone to prison. You know what? Rather you got caught or not, you know, you made a mistake. First, you have to forgive yourself and you have to lift yourself back up. And again, to me, the best way to do that is to get around other men who are where you want to be in life, in every aspect of life. And if that's not just one man, get around several different men. Get around a group. Get into the Men of Abundance community. But before you judge others, remember what your mistakes were and be a little bit more forgiving. And if you do own a business and you're in a position to hire other people, don't dismiss other applicants just because of their background. Look at who they are today. Look at what their skills are. What are they bringing to the table today? You know those experiences may benefit your company because they went through that? So consider that. Now go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.